0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some great compliance stories and our first story of the day is from Turkarum. I created a hostile work environment. I used to be a server at a major restaurant chain that you see in every mall in the US. And my particular location just happened to be in one of the wealthier parts of the country. Because of that, a large percentage of the clientele wanted their dishes a certain way. There were some oddball regulars, like the one lady who wanted a Caesar salad with no dressing, but three whole lemons to squeeze on the lettuce. But 99% of the time they'd ask for rigatoni instead of penne in a dish or red onion instead of yellow on a burger or something of that nature the thing about this chain though is that technically you're supposed to charge them for substitutions like that so for instance if a guest wanted a different kind of dressing on a salad it might be a 10 cent charge or if they wanted swiss instead of cheddar on their burger it would be like a 15 cent charge As a server, you were supposed to know all the upcharges, but because there were like 26 pages to the menu, it was daunting enough to just memorize what we even had. But obviously no one ever charged for these things, because what's an extra 15 cents on a $200 tab? Especially when you're in the weeds and you're pretty sure the host stand wants you to have a mental breakdown. Not only that, but because rich people tend to be the stingiest freakers you'll ever meet, we would never charge them because they would instantly complain if you did. And the restaurant's policy was essentially, the customer's always right, no matter how wrong they were. We even had regular grifters that would order the wrong thing and then complain and get an entire free meal every freaking time. So one normal day, I'm serving a table and someone asks for goat cheese on their salad instead of feta, which is supposed to be one of those 10 cent changes i obviously don't add the upcharge just like i hadn't for any of the other countless times in over three years and like 15 minutes the new manager i'll just call him brad comes along and pretty much chews me out over it keep in mind this is brad's second day in the job and he came from the other side of the country to replace our beloved former manager who left to manage her own restaurant dude hadn't even introduced himself to me and he comes out of nowhere to yell at me for not doing the upcharge I explained to him why I didn't, and how it was pretty much a directive from the GM not to do upcharges, because of the 99% chance that a complaint and a free meal would follow. But Brad just blah blah blahs some more and tells me I need to add the upcharges or I'd get written up. So in the next table, a party of seven that had a like $500-ish bill, changes literally every dish. I add the upcharges, which totaled like a dollar at most. When I dropped the check, they freaked out over all the upcharges. Even though I informed them of the charges when they ordered, the atomized receipt made it look so much more severe. And they demanded to speak to the manager. Instead of getting any of the other managers I'd worked with for years, I grabbed Brad and made him deal with them. He ended up having to comp all $500 ish because he insisted I charge an extra dollar for all the substitutions. But did he learn his lesson? nope so i did it over and over again to the detriment of my bank account most people still tipped me though so that was nice and i got to watch tables routinely chew him out over the charges this continued for a month or so until he finally relented and not too long after i was suspiciously fired for creating a hostile work environment while on vacation does anybody else agree with me when i say that if your restaurant is a place where you have multiple hundred plus dollar bills if somebody customizes a small element of their dish you know to the point where the upcharge would literally be 10 cents they just should not charge for that kind of stuff like if they're a legitimately fancy restaurant and a customization is a 10 cent change don't you think that fancy restaurant should eat those costs or is it no great surprise that they would actually try to charge you a dollar for, you know, five different customizations on top of a $500 bill? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Ancient Educator 76. In search of minzos, no brown people allowed to help? This happened in a South Phoenix higher end grocery store in the 90s when I was just starting out in the grocery industry. I was working perimeter, basically stocking and floor customer service. When a visibly perplexed Florence, my front-end manager, asked me, OP, could you help me find Minzo's? She was accompanied by two people with thick UK or Brit accents, who chimed in with, yes, this person, they used freaking air quotes, doesn't know what she's doing. We need someone a little more cultured, a little less brown, the other person quipped racistly. Oh my freaking God, really? It's evident that these customers were the rudest, racist people and it didn't fit the accent. I thought Brits were prim and proper, my 90s ignorance shining like a beacon of obstruction. Yes, we need you to help us, not her, they continued. Fine, by this biracial dude, I'll help with a side of malicious compliance. We walked and they explained minzos to me. I knew right away it was their accent that was the problem and understanding, and knew right away what it was and where it was. I played dumb though. First, I walked them halfway across the store to the candy aisle. Mentos? Nope. Secondly, I walked to the mouthwash. Then the marshmallows. Then, continued for the fun of it, candied yams. Each time I pick up the item and turn to them and present it like this was the price is right. Mentos? And each time they get more frustrated, to the point of eventually leaving in frustration. I follow them from a distance as they shake their head, vowing never to shop here again. I catch up with Florence and I let her know what happened. They wanted mint sauce, aisle 8. We gave each other an eye high five a la John Mulaney and go about our brown business. Weird thing was I'm browner than she was. I think the thing that annoys me the most in the situation is regardless of the skin color of a person, that doesn't mean that they know necessarily an item better than anybody else. Mint sauce. Now you can kinda hear the accent. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Silent Eyes, costing my boss hundreds of dollars because he won't listen to my ideas. This is just a small malicious compliance to save some food, but I think it's pretty interesting, so enjoy. So I work at a gas station as a cashier, usually early mornings on weekends. Our station has a lot of food in store that's packaged like chocolate bars, drinks, etc but since the prices are so high, most of our stock expires before we can sell it and we have to throw it away. Besides the packaged foods and drinks, we also serve pre-made sandwiches and other pastries which can only be made and sold in one day, and need to be thrown away at the end of each day. Unsurprisingly, prices for those items are even higher, and they're so rarely sold, and we throw away kilograms of food every single evening. I asked my boss if we could just eat it after it needs to be thrown away because it's still good food but health regulations just say we can't sell them after a couple of hours laying in the fridge. My boss said no because he doesn't trust us not to make food in the evening just for us to eat. I countered with the idea of just putting these items on sale before we throw them out so we don't have to pay half of our hourly wage or more on a sandwich and customers could save it for a less price. My boss declined again, saying that we can't do that either for some reason. I asked if we could donate everything in the evening to homeless people in the area. My boss said no. Cue my malicious compliance. I've made it my duty to now remove everything from the store as soon as it expires. And even made a list for my colleagues to look up when things expire. No, we didn't do that before, it just laid there on shelves until someone found it. With that, every shelf now has empty holes without stock. And my boss's office is full with expired stuff because she needs to check every item to make sure none of us is eating it. I've taken my time to add up the amount of food we threw out in just a week. 10 kilograms of fresh sandwiches, 6 kilograms of small packaged snacks, and over 20 bottles of soft drinks. And calculated that over $400 worth of food went to the trash in half a week because we didn't discount them. I've asked a lot of customers about their opinion on implementing such a discount to reduce the waste of food and I got positive responses. My boss however was not happy that I talked about problems with customers and got pretty mad with me. I showed her the numbers I calculated and what we could potentially earn with a discount of 20% based on the customer's opinions I got when talking to them. The majority of them would buy more to save food and with a discount they'd much rather buy something my boss was too stunned to speak when i told her that she's losing thousands of dollars a month to the trash can but since it wasn't his idea he'd rather lose the money than admit i'm right i'm not gonna lie i see these places as boneheaded for not doing anything to try to you know curb any of the waste at least donate it to the homeless people in the area One thing I love is I've heard places passing laws where it gives businesses protections so that they can donate food waste to shelters. Honestly, I think very lowly of your business if you don't. And maybe this is one of those situations where it's okay to just kind of publicly call them out for it because they're literally choosing either way just to directly send all of that food right into the trash can. No marginal profit, no helping out people in need, nothing. How, like, wholly reductive can you be? Our next story is from Catty Wumpus. You expect people to WEAR that? I worked in a menswear chain for several years. Every six weeks, we'd get a new merchandising directive that told us what garments to put on the mannequins and where to display everything. One spring, the buyers were watching too much Project Runway or something because they went a little nuts. We received a full shipment of gingham, tablecloth plaid, shirts, and a full array of Easter egg colors. The directive was to put these in the front window, with the pink one on the mannequin. Mind you, our target demographic is older, upper-middle-class white males in a fairly conservative midwestern suburb. Pinstripes are considered too loud. I decided that I'd use the navy gingham shirt instead, partially because the pepto bismal pink hurt my eyes, and partly because I knew we wouldn't sell a single one anyway. Might as well display something our customers might buy. About a week later, the regional manager stopped by and threw a fit because we deviated from the merchandising directive. He actually held up the binder we kept them in and said, this is your bible. So the godawful shirt goes on the mannequin. He busies himself with messing up all our other organizational methods and generally making a nuisance of himself for a few hours. Meanwhile people are walking past and stopping to gawk at the pink tablecloth the mannequin's wearing. The final straw was when a regular customer came into the store, saw the shirt and burst out laughing. Are you serious? You expect someone to buy that hideous thing? I was delighted that the regional manager heard it. He went into a spiel about how it's inspired by fashion seen on the runway in Milan and really very trendy. The man looked at him and said, if I wanted to be trendy, I wouldn't be shopping here. I had to step into the back room to laugh. The next week when I got to work, the mannequin was dressed in the blue shirt again, and two months later we packed up each and every one of those awful shirts and sent them to the outlet store. You would think that a store with a target demographic that they can cite in mind would know what should and shouldn't go in their stock, or at least be like plastered on the front of their store. This ain't even read the room, this is read the town you're in. You would hope that the regional manager would know what region they're managing in. Our next story is from a tattooed biker. Could I finish what I'm saying, please? I work in a call center. Most of the time, when a customer calls in, I look at their phone number to access their account so I can take some notes from the call. When a phone number isn't associated with an account, I usually ask for the customer address. My phone rings, hello, this is OP, how can I help you? The customer says, yeah, your equipment that you installed in my house isn't working. I search for the phone number. It isn't associated with an account i say sir if i could get your ad they say could i finish speaking please cue malicious compliance certainly they say i paid a lot of money for this equipment and it's not working i want someone out there to fix it today silence they say hello i say i was waiting until you were finished if so could i start by getting your address so i can access your account they say one two three fake name road nowhere missouri you could hear the defeat in their voice I say, okay, what seems to be the problem? It never gets old. Maybe this is a sign that some call centers should revise the way they handle things. Like most scripts probably start with, Hi, I'm so-and-so, how can I help you today? And maybe instead they should go a little more up front and say, Hi, I'm so-and-so, can I get the address that the service is located at? That way you don't have to go through whatever the customer's arguing about and you can help them right away when they get into it. I mean, I'd probably just prefer that honestly. And our final story of the day is from I Am the Neek. You want me to upsell customers? Sure thing. So this story didn't happen now, but two years ago, anyone who's worked dealing with customers in a fast food restaurant knows that upselling customers is the most crappy and uncomfortable thing to do. So when the opportunity for me to have fun with it came up, I took it. There was an error in the program where we took orders and I noticed a 16-piece chicken fried bits, don't know the actual name, was for 0.00 euros I should have reported it. But this is a huge multi-international company and they paid poorly, so screw them. And so, since the moment I noticed this error, I upsold this product every single customer I served. And honestly, I had a lot of fun working that day. The error was found later that same day. I just wonder if anybody found that OP kept upselling customers this, whether they would be confronted about it and whether that would be a fireable offense. Like, I'm sure OP probably could plead ignorance, but I don't know how far it would get them. They might get the can. Although this happens somewhere where they use Euros, so maybe it's a little harder to fire them than they would here in the good old US of A. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy malicious compliance story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.